My name is Zach Como, and you're listening to the My Tech Decisions Podcast. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. My name is Zach and I'm your host. Uh, today is Friday, April 17th, and I am officially losing my mind being stuck at home. Uh, I'm sure uh, the most most of you are as well. Uh, on top of that, the weather is, isn't even good in New England right now. It's, it's cold. It's, it's supposed to snow tomorrow in the middle of April. So the only thing that we can do is stay inside, uh, which we should be doing anyway to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Uh, luckily, we have platforms like GoToMeeting from LogMeIn that help us connect with one another. Uh, like other popular platforms like Zoom and Microsoft Teams, uh, GoToMeeting has experienced a surge in usage due to COVID-19 and uh, this increase in remote, remote work. Uh, LogMeIn has been actively releasing new features and upgrades to the platform and its other remote work apps. So today we have on uh, Mark Strassman the Senior Vice President and General Manager of LogMeIn's Communication and Collaboration Unit, to talk about how these platforms can help support remote work. Uh, before we get to that interview, here's a quick reminder that you can download and subscribe to the My Tech Decisions podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. We bring you weekly interviews with uh, technology experts like IT professionals, software providers, AV integrators, cybersecurity experts, and others who can help you make informed technology decisions for your organization. Check out the My Tech Decisions podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Now, here's Mark Strassman. Uh, so, Mark, thanks for um, taking some time uh, out of your, I'm sure it's a busy schedule to talk to us about LogMeIn and everything that you guys have going on with GoTo and all those uh, products you guys are announcing, seems like, uh, every week. Uh, can you give us an idea of how quickly um, things uh, changed and how the company was able to adapt uh, to this very rapid increase uh, in remote work. Yeah, Zach. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's great talking to you today. Um, so as you know, uh, log me in as a company. We focused on uh, unified communications and collaboration, and we've got some of the uh, uh, the biggest brands and products in the industry, including GoToMeeting uh, for video meetings, GoToWebinar for larger events, uh, GoToConnect for telephony, and you know we already are serving tens of millions of users a month. Um, so you know one of the one of the top top two or three in the industry. Um, and uh, so we're used to, you know, operating at scale. Um, however, you know, in, in early March, um, when when everything started going south and everyone started working from home, uh, within a matter, and we could see it across different countries, you know, first in China, then moving across Asia, and then seeing Italy, Germany, and then the U.S., Within a week, um, you know, our, our our traffic was spiking literally 10 times what it was before. Oh, um, wow. And not only was traffic spiking 10 times what it was before, um, but people are using our products differently. Uh, mm. They were using mobile twice as much as before uh, in terms of the percentage of people come into meetings. People are using video uh, three times more than they were before in the meetings. Uh, so 10 times usage. And in those meetings, much more uses of mobile, much more uses of video. Uh, where people are really replacing in-person experiences, um, so it's it's been a it's been a crazy time. Uh, you know, luckily we're all cloud-based, um, so we can surge up cloud resources uh, to serve that demand with no downtime. 
what about um, hiring? Have you guys ramped up hiring to accommodate this uh, new interest in, in your technology? Uh, we have. We continue to hire um, and in, in a bunch of different areas. Um, one is moving resources around. So certainly internally, uh, a lot of what we were kind of focusing on in terms of features and functionality uh, ha have changed. It's focusing on scale. It's focusing instead of focusing on sort of in-office um, uh, uh, hardware, you know, we have uh, video hardware and room hardware and and, and uh, software to replace PBXs and offices. People aren't in offices now. It's all about distributed work. Um, right. So, you know, while we certainly are, uh, are are continuing our roadmaps, we're also really refocusing on distributed work and what it takes and supporting scale. Um, you know, in terms of hiring and where we've had to surge, certainly on a cloud and cloud operations and what we're doing there um, on sales, uh, you know, really people calling in and, and needing our products. And at LogMeIn, we don't have just unified communication products. Uh, we have a whole um, work from home uh, uh, portfolio, uh, whether it's communication or remote support that allows IT professionals to control the computers of all the employees that are that are spread around, you know, instead of being over your shoulder in the office, uh, remote desktop control and the like. So between sales, service, support, and cloud, uh, it's been it's been resource intensive and we've been surging resources there. Yeah, great, great question. Uh, like a lot of other UC providers, you guys have been uh, pretty active in releasing new features uh, since lockdowns went into effect. Um, can you go th through some of them? Um, so I, I mean, you guys have, announced a lot, so I'm not going to try to go yeah. through all of them myself. No, I'm happy to. Um, so, you know, again, GoToMeeting is one of the leaders in the industry, and that's the vi our video meeting tool, uh, which we're mm -hmm. using now. Um, about uh, six months ago, we released a whole new user interface for that, so we continue to release new functionality and, and ease of use in that interface, um, and that's really rolled out, so all of our new customers are on the new modern GoToMeeting, so, so that continues. Uh, we also to continue to release functionality over the past several months that just make it more easy, more reliable, and more integrated um, to participate in, in, in remote video meetings. Uh, Audio is the most important part of meetings still. If you can see people, um, that's great, but hearing from them is, is, is really important. Right. Um, so we've rolled out a, a whole new improved audio engine uh, that includes uh, really strong noise suppression. So if you're working at home and you know your spouse is outside blowing leaves or trucks are going by or whatever it might be, uh, it'll actually get rid of that noise. it get rid of the background noise. Um, we focus a lot on uh, low bandwidth performance. So in this new audio engine, the bandwidth, even if you have just one bar of, uh, of Wi-Fi, or if you've got three kids in the house, all of whom right. are on remote school meetings and leaving very little bandwidth for you, we have two-way forward error correction and we retransmit bits. You will hear people no matter what, best audio mm -hmm. in the industry. Uh, as more people are uh, accessing meetings in different ways, we've added a lot of new toll-free and call-me options, so the meetings can call you uh, in, in many different countries. Uh, we've added new integrations, such as integrations with Microsoft Teams. A lot of offices use Microsoft Teams, their Office 365, uh, but it doesn't perform as well for larger meetings, uh, for a lot of people with video, for people joining with web browsers. So now, um, our product can open right inside Teams, and you can launch GoToMeetings right inside Teams. Mm. Um, and we continue to increase security and reliability. Uh, it's in the DNA of our company. Uh, GoToMeeting has always defaulted to only letting the host 
control the screen. Uh, we have meeting locks on by default. Uh, we have always taken the security first option and we continue to um, you know, uh, eliminate any points of failure uh, in terms of security uh, and serve our customers. And that's becoming more and more important now as, as companies are realizing the consumer tools they were using before uh, maybe don't have the chops to cut it in, in a more secure environment. Um, so, you know, additionally, that's on the meetings front. Um, we also have our unified UCC product, which is integrated video, audio, uh, um, and and messaging. Uh, and we just released a whole new uh, what we call support center. Um, so, any companies that are serving their customers, where people are calling into sales or calling into support. Normally, you know, they have a group of people clustered in an area who, who route these calls and, oh, I'll take this call and you take that call. Very big companies who have thousands of employees have uh, a call center software or CCAS, contact center as a service. Um, however, almost 90% of companies are smaller uh, customer service offerings that they don't, they aren't spending $100 a seat on a contact center software. So we just released, uh, as we just announced today, um, what we call a go-to-connect support center, uh, whereby it's a democratized call center. Um, about 93% of customer interactions still happen over the phone, but only 13% of businesses have this big call center software. So we're providing for you know 20 some odd dollars a seat, the ability for distributed teams to support their customers, uh, to, support, um, to support sales coming in, to have supervisors sending calls to different places, sending calls to different people's homes, seeing how long customers are waiting, et cetera. Um, so from audio to integrations, to helping our users support their customers in the distributed environment, um, you know, in addition to 10 times traffic, it's been a busy few months here at LogMeIn. Right. Um, you hit on this, uh, my next question. Um, security has been a big issue uh, yeah. for, for a lot of these platforms, uh, most notably Zoom. Uh, which, for, for whatever reason, has been getting all of the headlines um, nationally. So what do you guys do in the way of security that Zoom and others don't? Yeah, it, it is a great question. When you know, when looking at a, a software provider or a software partner, you need to look at a few things. I think, first of all, you need to look at their history of, of um, how they uh, have, have looked at security. You know, if hackers have found bugs, how quickly does a company respond uh, mm -hmm. to those security holes? Uh, not only do we have, you know, a dedicated security team, security is part of every requirements documents and every release we come out with. Um, but whenever uh, holes have been found, we're transparent, we report it, and we fix it really fast. So I think right. that's really important. Um, another uh, consideration companies have to make when making software is there's often a trade-off um, between security and, and ease of use. You can make it a consumer software or free software really easy to get into meetings where anyone can join without a password and anyone can take over screen share. Um, we decided to go the other way. We think about yeah. security first. We want to make it easy to use and a consumer look and feel, but not at the expense of security. Um, so we have always had meeting locks in our meetings. Um, when you set up a first get-go to meeting, it is configured so that not anyone can take over screen share. Uh, we have password protected meetings as a default of the meeting. You know, if, if you want to make it more accessible, certainly administrators can go in and change those functionalities. Um, but those kind of default settings um, are, are really an important part of it. And, and we have always defaulted to, to security first, and that's important to us. And then there's what kind of infrastructure you're using on the back end. Are you decide, you know, uh, going from um, uh, 
architecting your software from the beginning to be something that's secure using standard certificates in secure countries, um, or are you taking shortcuts? Um, and we don't take shortcuts. We go for all of the compliances. We got SOC 2, SOC 3 compliance. We use standard security um, encryption, and we use standard security certificates. Um, and again, it's you know you can cut corners there if you're if you're serving an audience that's less interested in security. Uh, but that's something we don't uh, we don't make compromises on. Right. You know, additionally, since we are also in the remote support area where you don't want just anyone taking over your computer and LogMeIn also has LastPass, uh, which is all about, you know, security and secure passwords. Uh, mm -hmm. I, again, we, we can't can't compromise on that at all. So right. different different companies and won't speak to specific competitors, but they have different stances. You know, some have mm -hmm. come from kind of a free and consumer side where security is not as important. Um, right. And, uh, you know, it's not as easy. You can't really add security to your DNA. You can kind of patch on uh, security features, uh, but a company's history and security is important, and, and I'm proud of what LogMeIn's done. Um, a lot of people that probably uh, may not have used it in the office are unfamiliar with uh, this kind of technology, video conferencing and uh, mm -hmm. remote collaboration. How are you guys helping get people more acquainted with, with this software? It, it's a terrific question in a bunch of ways. Um, so certainly, you know, when people buy our software, we have uh, a customer success that, that help our customers out. We have an incredible amount of tutorials both built into the software. We uh, just added more features uh, called in-product discovery. So in the product, uh, customers can discover features. Uh, we have weekly webinars um, telling people how to do webinars and, um, and meetings. And those, uh, we're getting thousands and thousands of, uh, uh, of participants per session, um, which our platform supports, so that's great. Mm. Um, you know, additionally, we continue to post tips and tricks both in the software and socially. So, between you know, hands-on onboarding of new customers, uh, on-demand seminars and webinars, uh, in-product discovery, um, and, and all sorts of uh, social tips and tricks, we've got uh, right. a, a lot of ways for our customers to get up to speed. What are some some roadblocks um, in, in you know, widespread deployment of this kind of technology um, to companies that are all fully remote now? And, uh, you know, how do you help them get over those roadblocks? It's a terrific question. I would say roadblocks to, um, you know, using video conferencing and meeting, video meeting software are a few. Uh, I would say the biggest one is actually cultural. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, as of six months ago, Gartner was saying that by the year 2024, 25% of the workforce would work from home half the time. That's obviously right. changed overnight. Yeah. Um, and I work with a lot of people um, and said, yeah, you know, we let people come in a day or two a week, but people really have to be there. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of companies are realizing now that you don't have to be there in person, that yeah. if you can see someone over video, if you can see someone over audio, if everyone uh, is, is working in the same way, everyone's remote, it's sort of a great equalizer. So culturally is one of the biggest, um, has been one of the biggest hurdles uh, to using uh, uh, kind of remote meetings. And I think that um, this sort of changes everything. This is the great equalizer uh, where, where people aren't going back because they realize they can be effective. So I think culturally is one. Um, I think building on that culturally is teams that I've seen um, use uh, remote collaboration and video software the best are ones that set specific uh, rules, norms uh, around how they meet. 
everyone has required for video to be on because you know mm -hmm. although audio is the most important part of the call 90% of communications is nonverbal, right? So you need to yeah. see if someone's nodding like you are now, or if they're falling asleep or doing something, that's really important. Um, so forcing people to use um, uh, uh, to use video so they can see each other. Then right. once you're on a meeting, you operate the meeting a little differently. You know, I think another barrier is how you actually operate meetings. You've got 10 people on a meeting. If you're in the room and everyone speaks up at once, the loudest person wins. That becomes a little hectic. Um, in my team meetings, if someone wants to talk, Everyone raises their hand, um, and you literally raise your hand. Um, person who runs the meeting actually has to call on people who are quiet because some people aren't used to working from home and don't realize, you know, kind of how you can butt in. So I think how you run the meeting is important. And then, of course, there's the technology, right? What technology you choose? Um, you want to choose a technology that's reliable. Um, uh, you want to choose one that's secure. Um, so, you know, want to think about that and what sort of use cases you have. You want one that's integrated with your current software. So if you're using Microsoft or Teams or Salesforce or Zendesk or whatever software you might be using, so you don't have to hop back and forth. Um, mm. Slack, uh, we have all those integrations so that you can hop from Slack, type a command, it goes right into your meeting. Those sort of integrations are important so it becomes part of your workflow. And then you want to set up your, your, your whole employees and your team for success. Uh, just sending everyone home with a laptop and saying work from home isn't the way to do it in the long run, right? You actually mm -hmm. have to have a chair you're, <laughs> so you don't have a bad back. You have to have yeah. your monitor in the right place. It's best to have yeah. a headset. Both you and I are wearing headsets because mm -hmm. if you don't, your computer mic will pick up everything, including your keyboard typing. It's best to have a webcam. So, you know, I would say culturally is the first one, setting up norms for how you meet and then choosing the right technology. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of different pieces that are important to consider. Right. By the way, also something that's a, that's a personal irritation is when you are... Um, all of the, you know, generally you want to have your lap, your camera, uh, your webcam, kind of, you know, the top and middle of the screen. So it kind of looks like you're looking at people. Mm. The problem with that is most laptop manufacturers put the thumb cut out uh, for where you open the laptop, right where the camera is. So about 90% yeah. of people I meet with who are on their laptop, their laptop camera is filthy and they're, yeah. they're a little fuzzy. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. I tell everyone to give a little wipe on that lens and it actually yeah. makes a big difference. Oh, yeah, but you're feeling good that pain. Point. Maybe I'll do that after this. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a good point you made about um, turning a video on, and that's something I've noticed is that um, there. I think you're more held accountable when when you're on camera, so you're not. You know, people can see that you're, like you said, you're nodding and paying attention, and also because you're in the comfort of your own home, that you're wearing a shirt with a collar, or you look, you know, like you're at work at least. Exactly. For just... me, anyway, it, I feel more in the zone when I'm out of my sweatpants and wearing like a shirt and pants. No, there's, there's a little accountability having the camera on. And I think, you know, what in terms of we talked about companies can do culturally and technology and the like, you know, just personally working from home. And before all of this, I worked from home a bunch, but there's a lot of things, you know, uh, an employee or someone working from home has to change. It is super tempting to roll out of bed and have all your meetings in pajama bottoms. Yeah. But it, it's hard to take yourself seriously if you do that. Yep. It is super easy to start at 7 a.m. and go to 8 p.m. to meet all different time zones um, mm -hmm. and forget about eating. You can't do that either. I actually put blocks on my calendar. Right. Block for breakfast. Block yeah. for lunch. Stop working now. You know, and then how you know you interact with your family. You've got also a lot of people have roommates and family members around. Um, I actually often, if I've got important meetings, I'll put signs on my door, not to be rude, just to set limits, let people know, mm -hmm. hey, I've got a meeting going on till you know, four. Um, so I'm in here and I'm working. 
um, and right. setting those limits both for your family members, but also for work um, that mm -hmm. let them know when you're not available. You're not available all the yeah. time. You're not working all the time. Right. Boundaries are important. Um, what are you hearing from customers about their plans, uh, you know, to return to the office? Or are they, you know, more receptive to the idea of, of letting people stay home? It's a, it's a great question. And both, frankly, inside LogMeIn and a lot of our customers, I think when all this started, people were jonesing to get back to the office as quickly as they could because they didn't think they would be productive. And I think for those who haven't spent all the time working from home, they saw the data, there's all the articles and research that's gone around and on social over the past years on you know how work from home employees are more productive. I don't think people who worked in the office actually believed it. Now that they are working from home, people are realizing, wow, I'm not spending three hours in the car. Um, right. Wow, we're spending millions of dollars on an office that, do we really need that? Um, yeah. I think this is a revelatory moment for a lot of people who didn't really understand working from home and realizing both how productive you can be, but also some of the barriers in terms of technology and culture and mm -hmm. family and barriers. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people, especially in, in traditional brick and mortar and service industries, obviously they have to get back to work and, and they they, uh, they need to be in the office. Uh, more sort of, you know, office workers and information workers, I think a lot of people are realizing that this is gonna be the new norm, that many more people are gonna be working from home as a distributed workforce than they'd, than they'd planned on before. Right. Um, so for whatever reason, uh, Zoom um, has really captured a lot of the uh, work from home and video conferencing headlines, uh, both good and bad. Mm -hmm. um, you know, why do you think that is, and, and you know, why do you think that uh, you know, uh, going to meeting, um, you know, is not grabbing all those headlines? Ah. Uh... I should ask someone in the press. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it 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 it's a great question, and and you know Zoom's done done a great job having a free product that anyone can out, go out there and get, and and they've certainly focused on education. So anyone coming out of school, you know, has been using that, and there's been mm -hmm. a lot of kind of press around that, and 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 good for them. Um, and I think they've had a, a strong sales and marketing machine that have gotten a lot of attention. So again, I I, I can't fault them on that. Um, you know, at the same time. Uh, Go to is you know our, our usage is up over 10 times in areas. Um, we haven't announced our numbers yet, but it, our business performance is strong. You know you're certainly hearing um, increased use with Teams and WebEx and other mm -hmm. solutions out there. So uh, you know for whatever reason, uh, you know some are getting more more media attention than others. Uh, but really the the leading providers out there, and we're certainly one of them, uh, are, are serving our customers well and continuing to grow our business. So we're excited about that. Uh, but have have you seen um, GoToMeeting being used, you know, just to communicate with family, friends, um, you know, yoga classes, et cetera? <laughs> well, we are seeing more and more of that, you know, especially as there is uh, security concerns with other products. Um, mm -hmm. Again, with some products that are free out there, it's been easy to pick up and just have yeah. uh, have calls. Um, we have a, uh, a, a free version of GoToMeeting now as well. Um, so if you go to free.goto.com, I believe it is, or free.gotomeeting.com, uh, can download that. And we've been seeing a lot of traction uh, of, of people using that more and more, especially, again, with security concerns of other products. People are looking at longer-term plans. They're looking at, you know, what are my longer-term needs? I want something that's secure. I want something from a company uh, that that's trusted and that has uh, a history of being responsive. Um, and, you know, as that's happening, our business continues to grow. Uh, Mark, is there anything else that you wanted to chat about? No, I appreciate it. Good topics. All these things are, are top of mind.
Yeah, of course. Thanks very much, Mark. I appreciate your time. Wow, I appreciate it. Great to meet you. Thanks. Stay healthy. Yeah, yeah thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of My Tech Decisions Podcast, where it's our mission to help you make technology decisions for your company. If you'd like to learn more, head to mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at mytechdecisions. You can also follow me on Twitter at ZWPomo. Until next time.